I've, I've thought about preaching something differently over the last uh, few weeks, uh, last couple of weeks, I should say. Um, but each time, the scripture seems to be extremely relevant to where we are right now. And it's amazing how God's word can do that. And for those of you watching on Facebook Live or streaming this later, um, the, the scripture is going to be in, in the foreground there on the computer screen. And I'll be a little bit blurry because you can't have the focus on both. But that's okay because I would rather you be focused on the scripture. And so I, my hope and my prayer is that God would speak to you through his word this morning. And so as we've been looking at Jeremiah, before we knew any of this was coming, um, we, the, the sermon title, or, this, or I should say the series title, has been God's Plan Prevails. And so we are grateful that God's plan prevails, and we are thankful that his plan prevails, even when we don't understand his plan. Um, the this title for this morning's sermon, it, it sermon is Knowing God Results in True Transformation. And so if we know God, there should be a true transformation that takes place in our life. And nothing proves that transformation better than than how we are being tested right now. Are we being faithful? Are we keeping our hope and our trust in Jesus even in the midst of desperate and, and dark times? Even in the midst of, of scary times? Are we keeping our faith in Jesus? And if, if we're honest, then sometimes we're showing more faith than other times, right? Some days are better than others. And that's okay. That's to be expected. The important thing to know about faith is that it's not the absence of doubt. If, if we all, if there was no doubt, there would be no reason for faith. Faith is what happens when we live in the midst of doubt and when we live in the midst of scary things and we need God to move. And so, knowing God results in true transformation, we'll be looking at Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 through 26, and we'll make sure we put that scripture up on the screen for you. In Jeremiah chapter, chapter 9, verse 23, it says this, Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. This, this could have been us a, a few weeks ago, right? Boasting in our comfort, boasting in what we have. Uh, but God has seemingly taken that away from almost everyone. Very few are left in comfort right now, if any. And, and so what we have to make sure that we're doing is we're not putting our comfort or our, uh, our firm ground and our firm standing, we cannot make it the things of the world. We cannot boast in our wisdom because our wisdom is not perfect. I'm, I'm glad that we, I'm surrounded by a lot of smart people in my life and wise people. But our wisdom and, and our intellect will fail us at times. And so it's good to seek wisdom, it's good to seek truth and knowledge, but that wisdom needs to be grounded in God and in Christ. And we have to be careful about boasting in our own wisdom. We, we have to be careful about boasting in our strength. And where does our strength come from? Does it come from our influence? Does it come from a position of authority or power? We have to be careful in boasting in that because that can be taken away just like that. We know that this is a reality. 
some of you watching might have already been laid off or, or you might have already been um, asked to go home from your job or whatever the case might be. We, we read the reports on the news of how many people have filed for unemployment in the past week. We cannot boast in our might. We cannot boast in our social standing or anything like that. We have to be careful. And, and it seems like we're living in a time where all of that is being taken away. And then finally, let not the rich man boast in his riches. There is such a temptation for us to, to boast in our wealth. And if, if you might think you're not wealthy, but compared to some places in the world right now, we're extremely wealthy. There are so many of us who are doing an incredible job of sharing that wealth also, I might add. I have seen local businesses here in Mansfield. Um, they have been willing to feed children for free or for cheap. And so I'm so grateful for the businesses who are doing that, who are helping. I know that our school is continuing to, to feed children. And they will even feed adults for a low price. And so I'm so grateful for the people who are working at our school. I'm so grateful for so many people who are being so generous with their money. And we have to continue to do that. We, I know that the temptation and the, the fear that we're experiencing is going to tempt us to hoard our money or hoard toilet paper or hoard anything. But we have to make sure that, yes, we're able to feed our family. Yes, we're able to take care of the, the responsibilities that we have. But we also need to be prepared to help those who are, in, who are in need. And if you help those who are in need and it costs you nothing because we're living in a time where there's not fear or there's just abundance and wealth and things like that, then, then that's not as much, that is not as glorifying to God as when we are faithful in a time where we're not sure how that's going to affect us, when it's scary to be faithful. And so we, we don't need to boast in our wealth. We need to trust God with our wealth. We need to make sure that we, even in a time like this, that we're being smart, we're being wise, we, we, that we're being strong, and that we are uh, being smart, being good stewards of our, of our finances. But that does not mean trusting in those things. We trust in God, and we don't boast in our wisdom, our might, or our riches. And so this is very common to, to be reading these verses that we've, had planned to do since last year. And so going on to the next verse, verse 24, but let him who boasts, so should we boast? Yes, but there's a catch. We're only to boast in one thing. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me. God says that if we're going to boast, our boasting should be in knowing him. Because here's what I know. I don't know much. I, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know when we will get to, to worship together again. I don't know when these pews that I'm surrounded by will have you sitting in them. I can't wait for that day. I long for that day. But I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with the economy. I don't know. There's so much I don't know. But I can tell you who I do know. And that's God. I know Jesus. I know the Father. I know the Holy Spirit. He dwells in me and he fills me with it gives me the ability to love like Jesus loved, to live like Jesus lived. And in a time like this, we need that. And so I want to challenge you 
to not boast in those other things, but to boast in the fact that we know God. And if you don't know God, what a better time to come to know him than now. If we have not seen our need for him before, surely we see our need for him now. We can look around and we see these things that were talked about long ago in Scripture. We see these things that were foretold. I mean, tornado. A, a tornado hit us here in Arkansas last night and hit Jonesboro. Our, our family, we have friends and loved ones in Jonesboro that we've been praying for. And we know that um, so many of you are praying and even mobilizing. Disaster relief is already in Jonesboro preparing to help them to recover after this uh, strong tornado that hit them last night. We see famine taking place. We see earthquakes and, and storms. And we see, of course, illness, plagues, in a sense. We see the plague of locusts that hit um, in Europe and Africa, that area. And, and we see these things taking place. And, and I'm not saying this is the end. I don't know. I have no idea when the end is coming. But I know that the disciples thought they were living in the end times. And I'm, I believe that we are living in the end times too. And if we're not, then, hey, the world keeps on going and we keep having opportunities to repent. But if I'm right, then we might not have long to turn to God. And so I'm not trying to guilt you or, or to scare you into turning to God. You know what God is doing in your heart. And if God is moving in your heart and you need to turn to him today, then please let us know. You can text me. You can comment on, on my Facebook or on our church's Facebook page. You can go to our church website. You can email the church. There are so many ways to contact us, even though we're not here in, a, in, in the sanctuary together this morning, even though you're streaming this from wherever you're, you're doing so. And so please, if you need to talk to someone about Jesus, do not hesitate to reach out and talk to him. Because we cannot boast in anything right now except for knowing him. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me. That I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. It, it might not look like that right now. It might not look like God is practicing steadfast love, that he's practicing righteousness or justice. Those things might look absent right now. We might not understand what God is doing. And, and there are many times in life where we don't understand what God is doing. But he is moving, and he is good, and he is doing this for our sake and for his glory. And, and we don't know why he's doing this or what it looks like or any of that. But we know that we can trust him. We know that he is good. And so in knowing those truths, what we have to do is take, take into context what is being said here. When this was said to the people of Judah, and, and really he's going to address other surrounding countries. And we know what it's like to be concerned about surrounding countries. I mean, for those of us who are Christian, who love the Lord, we should have already loved other countries and been concerned for them before this. But if not before, at least now, we need to pray for the good of other countries because we see how that affects our good too. Maybe that's a little selfish, um, but we need to be mindful of what's going on in other countries. And what was going on in other countries during Jeremiah's day and even in Judah, and Israel had already been punished recently and, and really destroyed. And, and now we're in the southern kingdom, which if you don't know the history, Israel was split into a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. And in the southern kingdom of Judah, God is coming to them and he is telling them that judgment is coming. And, and we'll, we'll look at some more verses in, in just a moment. 
But he has been telling them this, and we have already seen many passages in Jeremiah where God tells us why judgment is coming. In their case, judgment was coming because they, yes, they had forsaken God, which is the most important thing that we should not do. First of all, we should honor God. But how, what were the ways they were not honoring God? Well, they were taking advantage of the poor. They weren't helping them. They weren't taking care of them. They were sacrificing their own children to foreign gods, to false gods. And God said, I would never ask of that. I would never require that of you. And yet they were doing it. And, and God heard the cries of the people that were being neglected. They heard the cries of the people who were in need. And we, when they heard those cries, when he heard those cries, he responded. And he's telling them, you better repent or judgment is coming. And he's doing this, because, in Jeremiah's case, because he is righteous, because he is loving, because justice will prevail. And I don't know the reasons for why God is allowing this virus to spread. I don't know the reasons. I'm not smart enough. I, I haven't been given that revelation. I don't know. But I know this, that he knows. He knows why this is happening. He knows what he will work from. And what we can find out in, in Romans chapter 8 is that he works everything together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So are you called according to his will? Are you living according to his will? If so, he's going to work it together for your good. And, and we don't, it doesn't, because our minds are limited and finite and his is infinite and his all-knowing and omniscient, because he is that way, he understands all this. Because we are not that way, we don't. But it's not our job to know and understand everything that's going on right now. It's our job to, to know and trust Jesus. To know and trust the Lord. And so, we have to trust him when he says that he practices love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. Even when it appears otherwise. For in these things I delight. And if he delights in those things and he is those things, then shouldn't we be? Shouldn't we be loving? Shouldn't we act justly? Shouldn't we act righteously? Shouldn't we strive to be like him? You might have an opportunity to show Christ, to show God to someone who has been put off by him previously. Who has been, maybe they've just been apathetic to it and just not caring about if there is a God or if there's not. But now we have an opportunity to truly show love. Don't back down. Don't cower away in, in your home without loving from there. Practice social distancing. Stay in your home, especially if you're older or have a weakened immune system, then please do those things. But also, from your home, you can glorify God. You can practice these things that God practices from your home. You can pick up a phone and make a call. You can get on the internet and encourage someone. You can check in on those that you love. You can make sure that there are ways for you to love like Jesus loved. So, continuing on, we see this in verse 25. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will punish all those who are circumcised merely in the flesh. So circumcision is an outward sign, and if you don't know the Bible, this might be weird for you to hear, uh, but this was the sign that, that Israel, God's people, were his followers. And it started back with, with 
Abraham and telling them that this is this is going to be the sign of the covenant. And so uh, here he's saying that he's going to punish all those who circ are circumcised merely in the flesh. What this means is, is that he doesn't care about the outward sign if there's not an inward thing going on. And, and just to show that this is faithful to the scripture, let's go on to the next verse. He says this to the other countries, Egypt, Judah, Edom, the sons of Ammon, Moab, and all who dwell in the, in the desert who cut the corners of their hair, for all these nations are uncircumcised. So they don't even have the sign, and they're going to be judged for the evil that they have done. But look, at, listen to how this ends when he's talking about Israel, or Judah in this case. And all the house of Israel are uncircumcised in heart. He's saying that you might have an outward sign that you are a follower of God. You might have done the right things as far as these religious acts go. You, you might have been coming to church. You might have been even reading your Bible. You might have been doing the right things and yet never have had a transformed heart. And what we're talking about in this message this morning is this. Is that what matters is the transformation that God has done inwardly within us. If there has not been an inward change, then the outward things that you do don't matter. They cannot appease God. If, if you're trying to, in, in Israel's case, there were people who were doing all these evil things that I mentioned earlier, these terrible things that even in our culture today, we would know these are terrible things. He was do, they were doing these things, and yet they were saying it's okay because we come to the temple of the Lord. It's okay because we're a part of Israel. We're a part of Judah. We're God's people. He's not going to bring judgment. Don't listen to Jeremiah. Don't listen to those prophets who are saying destruction is coming because God only loves us. We're his people. No bad stuff is going to happen. Well, let me tell you something. It can be both true that God loves us and he can punish us. Isn't that true of parents? I love my children who are watching right now. I love John Michael and Emma. But when they act in a way that is not appropriate, of course I punish them. Because I love them. And I want them to be successful adults. I want them to be people who love God and love others. I want them to be good citizens and and. I want them to take care of me when I'm old and have the money to do so. So I'm, I'm making sure that I am guiding them in the right direction. So if me as a parent, if I know it's appropriate to punish my children at times, and of course to reward them and to love them, and if you guys have seen me with my kids, you know how much Rose and I love them and take care of them. But we, love, we also love them enough to punish them. And we find out in the New Testament that if a father does not discipline his child, he doesn't love him. And so whatever form of discipline that is, we need to make sure that we're truly disciplining them in a godly way and not in an abusive way. But if we're, if we're disciplining our children in a godly way, that's because we love them. So the same, of course, can be said of God. He can love us and punish us at the same time. And that's what's taking place in Israel. Now, I don't know for certain that that's what's taking place today. But here's what I know for certain. When I say today, I mean with the coronavirus and all the other craziness that's going on in the world. But here's what I know for certain. Is that I want to make sure that I have asked God to search me and to try me and see if there is any wickedness in me. 
so that I could ask God to forgive me of that and I could turn to him. And of course, not just turn from sin, but to turn toward God and to turn to him and, and to live for him and to love him and to love others. And so my hope and my prayer is, is that all of us are doing everything we can to love God and love others, even in the midst of crazy times. And so, has that transformation taken place in you? If it has, then what are the outward signs of that? Because while our, our works don't save us, and the outward things that we do, just like in this passage, it was circumcision, and whatever the outward acts that we do to show that we're followers of God, whatever those things are, they can't save us. But if we have been saved by putting our faith in God and asking Him to forgive us and to save us, and we've become followers of Jesus, if that has taken place, then an inward transformation inevitably leads to outward obedience and actions. And what do those actions look like? Well, He's a God of love and justice and righteousness, so of course it's going to look like that. It's going to look like Jesus looked. And so, my encouragement and my challenge to all of you watching this morning is this. Let us love God. Let us love others. Let us trust Him in a time where we don't know what's going on or what's happening. Let us not boast in the things of this world. Let us not boast in our wisdom or in our might or in our wealth. But let us boast in knowing and trusting Him. Let us boast in knowing that no matter what happens... God is good, and he is going to reveal his faithfulness. And one day, my hope is, and I think that this is something that we can back up scripturally, one day that we will see how God was working all of this together for good and for his glory. We can't see it now, but my faith is in him, and my faith has never been stronger, and I trust him, and I hope that you trust him too. We sang all these songs earlier, Trust and Obey, and we sang these songs about putting our faith and our trust in Him. Let this not just be words of our mouth. Let it be the truth of what's inside of us, and let it come out in the way we're living our lives right now. So you might be feeling guilty right now for being scared. Don't feel guilty. Just go to God with that. Ask Him to forgive you, and He will forgive you. And He is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of every wrong. If you confess your sins to him, you might be scared right now because you don't know financially how you're going to get through this. Look, we, none of us know any of these things. We don't have these things worked out. Hopefully you've made wise decisions in the past that have given you a little comfort right now and a little cushion, I should say. But for many of us, we're living paycheck to paycheck. And so what do we do in a time like this? Well, we, we, we be wise with what we have. We realize the truth of the situation that we're in, and we put our faith and trust in God. And no matter what happens, whether he provides the money for that water bill or not, that he is good. And, and if he provides the money, praise him. And if he doesn't, look for help. Look for help among his saints. If you are a member of a church, look to your church family for help right now. There, we have to be willing to help those of us who have resources have to be willing to help in a time like this. This is why we were good stewards. This is why God convicted us years ago to get our finances in, in the right place so that we could be helpful in a time like this. We can be such a testimony for Jesus right now 
we can be the church and we can see him do incredible things and show his glory in incredible ways, the history books can look back and they can see a few options, but let me give you two of them. One option is the history books can look back and they can see that during this time, Christians around the world stepped up and they were so hospitable, they were so gracious, they were so loving, they were so stewardly, they were so giving. We can see all of those things. Or we can see that we got scared, we retreated, and, and we did nothing to help those who were in need. Let's not do that loud. Let's make sure that we are being faithful. Let's make sure that we are not using the coronavirus as an excuse to be like Judah was in Jeremiah's day, where they were not taking care of those in need, where they were not even caring about their own children in that case. But let's make sure that we are loving, yes, our families and our children, but that it's going further. And for those of you who don't have the resources to help, I bet you have more resources than you think. Hey, we don't know how long this is going to last. I'm going to encourage some of you to start planting gardens. We don't know. This, and, and to fast forward a little bit into Jeremiah chapter 29, Jeremiah writes them a letter after they didn't listen to him for year after year after year, and God brought the judgment and took them as exiles into Babylon. Jeremiah wrote them a letter, and he said, I don't know how long this is going to last. Or he says it's going to last 70 years. It's not going to be a short period. And so you need to uh, plant gardens, have babies, get ready to stay here. And so I hope that this is over tomorrow. But we need to prepare as if this is going to be for a while. And let's not do that with fear. Let's do it with excitement. How can God use us during these days? Maybe you haven't had time to plant a garden before. Well, maybe now you do. Maybe you haven't had time to make all those phone calls to people who need to hear from you. Now you do. Let's look at the opportunities that we have to honor God and glorify Him in these crazy days. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And I just pray that you would just move in here this morning. And everyone, every living room where people are tuning in, or their cars, or wherever they're at right now as they're watching, I pray that you would move and that you would do great things. And God, I just pray that we would have our trust and our boasting that it would be in you and not in anything else. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, before we go, I just want to remind you that uh, after this is uh, written, it takes a little time for this to upload, this video, but I will put this, uh, I will link to it on our website, and so you can go to our website. It's on the screen there, mansfieldftc.com, and you will be able to not only see today's sermon, but you can go there right now and see dozens and do dozens uh, probably 150 or so sermons on our website right now. There are also devotions, like family time devotions that my, my family and I have been doing, and we have been linking on the website also. You can see that in the menu, and uh, it, this sermon will be on that page also. All the stuff that's happening in this time where we've had to close the doors to our church, but definitely not close the church, because we are the church. The people are the church. And sure, I cannot wait until we get to gather corporately together and worship. I, it's going to be an exciting celebration. We're going to have a big party. It, I'm for real. Not just like say, yes, we're excited. We're going to have a big party. So just get ready for that. But for now, until that day comes, you can go to our website. and There will be a lot of links and resources um, to, to keep you informed. And, of course, for those of you who are still working, who are able, we encourage you to go to our website. And you can give to our church there. 
Uh, we're still doing hand in hand on Thursday, so if there's anybody who wants to help with that, um, then please contact Jimmy. If you need to know how to contact Jimmy, you don't know already, contact me. We'll get you in touch with them. And then I uh, want to remind you that tonight we're going to have a time of prayer uh, at 6 p.m. We're going to encourage each family to individually do that or each individual to, to, to do that in your home or wherever you are. But if 6 p.m. doesn't work for you, you pray any time today. But we love you guys. We miss you. And we can't wait to hear from you. I hope uh, you guys have enjoyed chatting to one another during this. Uh, don't get used to that, though. I don't want to see y'all chatting and texting in church later. But for now, it's okay. I'm just picking about that. But I love you guys. Can't wait to see you in person. But until then, just stay tuned to our website uh, for more details of what's to come. Uh, I do want to say that officially, this was the last Sunday where, that we had voted not to meet. But with the situation as it is, we, we will not be meeting next Sunday. And rather than us saying X number of weeks we're not going to meet, I think that we just need to stay tuned and we will make sure to reach out to everyone when we are going to be able to meet and we will let everyone know when that day comes. That might only be a couple more weeks, but that could be many more weeks than that. And so let's just remain faithful. Don't get scared. Trust in God during these days. I love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.